Wheel. I am so unbelievably stoked that I get to do two songs and you get to do zero songs. Is, is the point of this podcast, to me, kind of the point of this podcast is to jerk myself off. You know what I mean? To be yeah, like... To play a song that you like and for, right. for it to be a platform for you to talk about. Right. Because right. Right. like... I, of course, when the song is played, I invite you, Wheel, yeah. to give me your first impression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you will troll me, obviously, because you want my first impression. Yeah. But ultimately, we want to hear our own voice on our own explanation because we want to see, we want to hear how, how smart we sound. That's fair. Talking about That's this That's fair. Song. Yes. So now. So now it feels like my birthday and Thanksgiving and Christmas all at once. Be, because... Of last episode, I ranted. I spent the yeah. entire time on Kanye's yes. leaked album, Yandi, which you should download the link to that I will provide if you DM me. Uh, because I spent the entire time talking about Kanye's Yandi, wheel. It's my, I'm up. Wheel. I'm up. It's my, you, it's my day. It's all you, wheel. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. All right.
So Eric. Will. Just first impressions. So Will. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do, do, do you think I liked it? Uh. I guess that was the point. I huh? think that I, I was kind of 50-50 on the idea that you would like it. I liked it. You liked it? It was okay. good. Okay. Good. It, it was yeah. good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Um, just solid. Yes. You know, not not like, it wasn't song of the year. Okay. Right. So first question, after I get out of the way that it was good. Yeah. The song to me, it first comes on, it sounds like it's from 1984. Right. But then other things happen and it sounds like a song from like 2018, 2019 that's trying to sound like it's 1984. Okay. So when did that song come out? It came out like a month, like a week ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's new. Yes. So it's new. Um, what spawn of Robin is this who 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 sings that song? <laughs> okay, all right. Because I know it's not Robin. So, have you ever heard me talk before about Morgan Geist? No. Morgan Geist is a producer in the uh, kind of like tech house circuit. He also had a big role in popularizing like kind of a tallow disco or repopularizing like disco period. Yeah. Back in you know years back when it was kind of trending. But that didn't sound very disco. No, not at all. <clears throat> but that's sort of his roots. That's where he comes from. Um, he, Morgan Geist is really well known as this, an incredibly like, like he's like a producer who just kind of overthinks everything. Like he doesn't, he, he'll spend so much time on one song, you Amen. know, and he comes out with a song basically every two years or something like that. Mm. Like that's maybe about on average, maybe about a song a year. Um, and usually that song is like, amazing and this is from a project that he has called the galleria and the galleria is basically his own interpretation of freestyle music from the 80s like the the genre freestyle basically 1980s mall pop i think is the the name that they're throwing around i am with freestyle um i think you're a bit familiar so my running I think gag. You maybe got a folder. It's on, not on even. Your... No, I don't. I'm oh, not that deep. I'm not oh. that. Okay, I, I'm deep enough to throw out one name. I, I'm going to guess which it is. Go ahead. Guess the name. Debbie Deb. Stevie B. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I know Debbie Deb. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Debbie Deb doesn't yeah. ring with me. It's okay. Better Debbie Deb isn't as funny. As Stevie right. B is. Right, right, right. So I know freestyling. Yeah. I know the freestyle genre. Yeah. And I make fun of it relentlessly. Yes. Mostly because of Deezus and Marrow. Mm-hmm. Um, they grew up in the Bronx. So they have all these like people around the neighborhood that were like popping in the 80s yeah. that are now old and washed being like, you don't know how nasty I used to get in the 80s, <laughs> dropping it to Stevie B freestyling. Like, yeah. my shit was popping and locking. Like, you don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I go to Portland two years ago. Mm-hmm. Me and my buddies, we're all washed heads. Yeah. So, we go to see Evelyn Champagne. Okay. Don't real. I don't realize that this is a, like, entire throwback show, like a whole marquee of old artists. Oh. And they have... Um, who's the girl group that did Supersonic? Oh. Yeah, them. They have them. Yeah. They have 
the 69 boys who did Tootsie Roll. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of Tootsie Roll, their peak song, so this is their closing banger, one of the 69 boys, I don't know if it was six or nine, (laughs) he is feeling himself a little too much. Dances too close to the front of the stage. Oh, I know where it's falls going. off. Oh no, no! Fell off the no. fucking stage. No, and I saw it live, and yeah. I fucking wild out. Like <laughs> you have no idea. And then uh, this whole buildup to go into Evelyn Champagne, except she's not the headliner. We thought I thought she was going to be the headliner. I had no idea. I should have looked at the poster because obviously her her picture was not the biggest on the poster. After Evelyn Champagne came. Blockbusters, Taylor fucking Dane. Yes. Followed by none other than the freestyle king himself, Stevie B. Yeah. So I looked over. This is in Portland. I looked over in uh, the, it's their big basketball arena where the where the Trailblazers play. I'm expecting yeah. to see like a bunch of old like black aunts and like a bunch of older people. You know who the crowd was filled with? Who? Nothing but middle aged, small Asian women. Tiny Asian women filled that entire arena up. In Portland. In Portland, Oregon, and screamed their balls off when Stevie B came out. Just lost their shit. Okay. And also, we're pretty, I was pretty down for Taylor Dane. Yeah. Low key, Taylor Dane can still get it. (laughs) I'm just saying. Neither here nor there. Anyway, I've distracted us. You were talking about Morgan Geist and freestylers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a fascinating story, Eric. Um, how <laughs> how can we parlay back into the conversation? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So Morgan Geist, very well known for being extremely methodical, meticulous with his production. His production is very simple. It's not. It's nothing crazy. He doesn't have anything weird, too weird going on. Was too he experimental big in the freestyle era? No, no, no. Morgan Geist came up. More like in the 2000s, he was uh, in a group called Metro Area, which was pretty popular at the time. And his whole thing is pretty much like really polished, like tech house, but with kind of an 80s type of flair. And then he kind of started doing more stuff with the disco scene. He had like probably the mo- the thing that you're most likely to have heard by him is he there was a remix of one of his songs as Storm Queen. Uh, and I can't even remember the dude who remixed that song, but there was a remix of, he had a duo called Storm Queen and it was with a, a singer from basically Chicago house era. And they can't, they were just coming out with Chicago house, like old school Chicago house style, like bangers for like a few years there. Storm Queen. Um, you're, you're most likely to have heard Morgan Geist via one of his Storm Queen songs that blew up, but it was a, a, a shortened remix version. Oh, Storm Queen's the, the singer. Uh, Storm Queen is the duo the that, duo. that okay. he and the other, the singer guy were in. Gotcha. So he, that's kind of what his, he's doing now is he's doing these duos and these projects. The Galleria is the most recent one. And the Galleria, the singer in Galleria is Jesse Lanza who I think you've probably heard before. If not, I've probably uh, forced her music on you at some point. But Jessie Lanza is from the Hamilton, Ontario area, and she has really catchy, like experimental kind of pop music. This is obviously not experimental. This is just more like straight up pop stuff. Yeah. Um, but this is like basically, wor- the Galleria is basically worshiping the freestyle era. And it's, 
that's kind of his thing is he picks a lane, be it Chicago house or freestyle or Italo disco. And he just goes all in with that sound for like a few years. And then he's on to his next thing. Um, so that's kind of how it works with Morgan Geist. I will say that, um, during one of our DJ events and it was like, um, in, in our town, Fayetteville, we have something in a, a block, block street block party, I guess is what it was. Uh, when we were still like doing the, had our DJ tent and you, me and the other people in our kind of crew were DJing. So I was up and I led off with the first Galleria song and everybody who was there when that happened, like all of our friends, Derek, Rodney, like Chun, like everybody just like immediately lit up and like goes, yo, what is that? <laughs> like Derek got really excited. Uh, and so, yeah, I had a little moment with the gallery. I mean, yeah. to get this, this, like this stuff is, if you put this around the right people, like people are like certain, a certain crowd will love this. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But so that Galleria song was not freestyle. The first Galleria song that, that I played you a few years with. ago yeah. was absolutely freestyle. Oh, that was yeah. freestyle. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's so. I'm so fascinated by freestyle, and I love hate that it's called that the genre is called freestyle. Yeah. Um. It it's hard to hear it, and for me to not immediately kind of start popping and locking because I know that's the genre. Yes. And I, that's what you get. So I kind of hear nucleus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, time. it's it's a is it's nucleus a, freestyle. Um, if it's not freestyle, it's definitely uh, kind of adjacent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess. I mean, that's that's the same era. Electro was kind of. I think that freestyle was sort of a poppier version, like evolution of uh, electro. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed that. This updated version, this Morgan guy spirit, was that a Morgan guy song or was he a duo? It's it's the Galleria. The, the, the artist ga- is was the Galleria, Galleria and the song is um, Stop and Go. Okay. I really enjoyed the updated version that you just played, that it wasn't, it didn't have like those harsh synths yeah. of the, the back in the day. Yeah. It didn't have those like little breakdowns that were like had really shitty, like terrible noises, like. It was very clean. It was very yeah. pop. And it was like, to me, it was like the best version of like a freestyle song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, enough. I mean, that's kind of like his. The most appealing. Like, the, that's the thing about Morgan Geist is all of his stuff is super like spotless clean. Well, yeah. Just like super he polished. So yeah. He takes so long with it. And even just down to just like the phrasing and the like the the chorus and then the bridge and like everything is just like just exact like the exact right amount even like the drum breakdown he's big on drum breakdowns which is like pretty common in like dance music and also some older strains of like hip-hop so i mean he's like i I love that song he's like the electro d'angelo oh (laughs) is that a reason okay uh okay another side note um I couldn't, you know, I was listening to the lyrics. I was trying to pay attention, but I didn't didn't know the song. And I thought she said Jesse Lanza. I oh. thought she said I met a nasty boy. I don't know what it is. Right. It could be that. So know. my side tangent is, can I say maybe one of my favorite slang terms is mm-hmm. from the UK when they say nasty or nasty. 
Yeah. I love that. I, I I want to incorporate that in my own dialect so much. Yeah. Because I know when they say it, it's like so dirty. It's so there's like like vitriol, but in yeah. like a weird. And it's just the accent makes it all the nasty. more like stank. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's yeah. so it's very stanky. Yeah. yeah, that is hands down one of my favorite slang terms. Nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah, she went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of my favorite meme accounts, uh, I guess, are from the UK, and they're like, uh, they're like, she didn't cheat. She just went back to her work husband's house and had some nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know of Big Narsty? Like yeah, 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 rapper, yeah. Oh, you? yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was on um, uh, Ladies Fix Ladies Fix Up. It was like a Skepta was on that song a couple years ago that I played really hard. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Big Narsty. He, he killed that first verse. Okay. Yeah, very aware. Yeah, he's uh, he knows a lot about uh, soccer. <laughs> <laughs> about Narsty boys. Yeah. All right, Will. All right, so... There was my song. Guess what? I get to go one more again. I'm pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped too. So um, I, I'm going to finish that little bit by saying that the Galleria, if you liked that song, definitely listen to Calling Card, which we're not going to do right now, but I will definitely punish you with that song uh, off the podcast. But everybody go listen to Calling Card because that was a, the, their first song that came out and it's actually better. So anyway, yep, I'm up next. So here we go again. Boss too, huh? My bitch, she a boss too, huh? Whole gang, they a boss too. Real bosses move with other bosses, that's how bosses move. Huh? All of my friends, I got boss friends, huh? We ain't really tripping out the losses, huh? We don't deal with y'all,
the rip, as the kids say, I have a question for you. <laughs> Please, pray, pray tell. Pray tell. Okay, Will. so tell. how BPM, how fast do you think that song was? Ooh, okay. Uh, uh, we played another song between that, so I kind of lost the beat. Um, See, that, that gives me an impression of like 90, but the drums were double time. Double time? No. Yeah. They weren't double no. time? No. Not, no. Not that it was like exceptionally fast, but there was like a lot of like... It, it was busy. Yeah, it was busy. Yeah. It was busy. Um, so I'd say like, I don't know, 90, 92? Really? Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, it's 105. Oh. But when I heard that, that's crazy because like when I heard that, I thought it was way faster. You're right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the I, thought it was, so busy. I thought it was like uh, more like in the range of like 115, 120. Yeah, Seriously. see, initially yeah. I was going to guess almost like Miami bass without like being as busy, like 130. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it definitely is has a deceivingly, it's it's slower than it sounds because of the busyness. Yeah. But I have had this conversation with you many times where I've said, I really wish that we would hear more like rap songs that were in that kind of like Miami bass, like... 130 range right because i honestly believe you can still do like modern rap music in that i mean it's very fast it sounds like it no one's doing that right now well that's the beauty of like the slowed down era that we're in where the kids yeah, want it's, mid-tempo. it's one half of like basically that yeah. tempo yeah so yeah all, all djs have to do is just like remix it and just put miami bass drums on it and you have it yeah which essentially of. is mm-hmm. Baltimore house. Yes. Which I yeah. love. Right. However, the hood here don't love it. Yeah. Th- you know what I I'm saying? Think, I think that like in the Maryland, Virginia area there. Oh, it's like still go- it's yeah. going off for yeah. sure. Yeah. Jersey as the, well. Yeah. The Jersey house. Yeah. Yeah. But here where a Miami, Miami, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, a Be More house remix to a John should go off. Right. It does not. That's true. It's That's very true. unfortunate. Yeah. White, and I think it's good. I think just white people hear it and they're like, this is so out of any context of what I understand. Right. I, I'm so thrown off. I can't enjoy it. I think that's what happens to them. Because there's so many good Be More House songs, Be More right. House remixes right. of like contemporary songs. Yeah. But this is 105, so you can't read. Yeah, it's, it's 105. It's, it's, it's not part of this. Con- it's right. not part of that conversation, but... Right. It is adjacent. It's, I've used that word too much lately. It's it's close to that conversation because even though it's not that fast, it does sound faster. It's just got that. It's just like yeah, mm, it's, it's kind of bouncy. Yeah, so yeah, one hundred five is kind of in that bounce range. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, that was plies. It was a song called Boss Friends featuring the baby, the baby, Dabba yeah, uh, and. Be I doing... think that I think that uh, Plies has become a master of content creation and how it relates to his music career. Oh yeah, because he's obviously we've been sharing Plies IG videos back and forth for years now, and it was probably just a matter of time before we played a Plies song on the on the. That is podcast. true. That yeah. is true. We are we are Plies homers. Yes, because I think. I think the, I don't even want to say the resurgence. I don't even want to say the resurgence. I think Plies, as a person, as an entity, was made for the Instagram era. 
Mm. It is just unfortunate that he first came out in the awful mid-2000s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not his fault <laughs> that he's old enough to have come out with uh, Busted Baby. You know what I'm okay. saying? So I have a question for you. Have you ever looked up Plies' age? Plies got to be about 43. That's exactly how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny because that is exactly how old Plies he is. Plies got to be about 43, which, about which, which means that during his like hit-making era of the 2000s when it was Busted Baby and the songs with T-Pain. Because I was like, like what, Shawty, Shawty with yeah, T-Pain. Shawty. I mean, come on. That was a big hit. What was that, 2008, 2010? Uh, it was it was mid-2000s. Yeah. So anyway, that was 10 years ago. So he was basically was already 30 plus yeah. when he kind of found his stride. Right. So now as a 43-year-old, I think he sounds pretty modern, like honestly. I mean, he he because I think a lot of it, I think a lot of what helps is Kodak Black, because Kodak Black's from the same kind of area as him and has the same accent, and they're very similar uh, in their flow and cadence and everything, so an accent, obviously. So I think that having somebody like a Kodak around and relevant right now is helpful to Ply's kind of like maintaining... So he doesn't uh, have to relevant, reinvent relevancy. the wheel. Right. He can right. he can see like, oh shit, that's somebody in my same exact lane, but younger doing this thing that's really hot. Yeah. I, I'm aware enough I can do this as well. Yeah, he doesn't have to just like jump on auto-tune and like rapping threes or whatever everybody's because kind of doing. Plies sounds so much different now than what he did during the shouty area era. You know what I'm saying? Yes and no, I think. Like I, he is still him. He he was he is forever the dude talking about on uh uh what was this song called? Boss Up? Uh Boss Friends. Boss Friends. Yeah. So on Boss Friends he said I still got your baby mama with my thumb in her butt. Yeah. Like like he's still that dude. Yeah. He he's forever gonna be talking about that. So now he is just the 2020, you know, late 2010s has allowed him to find a flow that accentuates what he does better. Yeah. I don't I don't know I if he sound sounds I don't know if he sounded more at home in like 2006 or more at home in 2019. I honestly don't know. I think he's I think he's made the transition well. Though. I think only because I hate the 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 mid 2000s era so much. I hate the my prime so much that when I hear right. Shouty and when I hear Busted Baby, I'm like, yo, these songs are fucking awful. Yeah. That like nothing sounds at home. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like nothing except for like uh, for who did Fly Like a G6? Ooh, uh, yeah, whatever that far, crew is, Far East, Far East, movement. Side, far yeah. East movement, they sound at home. Other than that, like I've already gone on my rant about how awful the, the, the mid 2000s yes. are. Nothing sounds good. Nothing sounds at home. So the fact that he's still able to ride a wave, Plies is in 2019, he's he sounds comfortable. He sounds he doesn't sound out of pocket. He doesn't sound like he's doing something. He sounds like he's expressing his best self, which he could have, would have, should have done in 2008, 2010. But he couldn't because that wasn't the that wasn't the sound. The sound just wasn't available to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it wasn't accessible. He needed somebody like Kodak or, or and the whole crew to show him like, hey, this is what we're doing right now. Yeah. Well, take so Shawty and Busted Baby are his pop songs. Right. He's also got a whole hood catalog. Yeah. So I think he's but early two thousands hood. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is a lot, which is a lot closer to his current stuff than like a busted baby or oh, something. Okay. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So I think he's been doing it for a while. I think why he's why it's working for him so well right now. I mean, first of all, we can't uh, the elephant in the room, we can't leave it out. It's uh he he had a vir- he had a video go viral and it was one of his songs and then the um the refrain that was in the like TikTok or Vine or something was um ran off in the plug twice. Yeah. So ran off on the plug twice became this whole well, huge meme. That was a hit, but I would say he really became re relevant when he did Sweet Pussy Swatterday. Sweet Pussy Swatterday. Yeah, I mean that definitely that that was not a song, right? Or maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe he had a song called that, but that was more of just like his online persona. Yes, make becoming relevant like meme, and I'm sure that that helped his career. I'm no saying, question. Yeah, that brought him back into the public eye. Yeah, but he can't pack a he can't he can't sell tickets out of a show for that. But no, he, but he can for ran off on the plug twice. Right. So he right. knew he could still come out with songs. He's like, I just got to be a personality on the back end. Yeah. And that personality oh, kept oh, him he did. Yes. Oh, and he did. Yeah. I, I think I, I look at Plies more than a rapper as a Instagram memer. You know what I'm saying? He has a meme page yeah. that he happens to be talented enough to, to be a rapper where memers are trying to become rappers like, uh, like bunk or bunk, bunk, yeah, yeah like yeah. bunk and like all that, like the baby, you know what I'm yeah. saying, or uh, uh, uh bet, not, not, sorry, not the baby, uh, bad Bobby, you know what I'm saying. Mm. There's other memers that are trying to become rappers where he was a rapper turned memer, yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. Um, that's the way I look at him is that he is a personality first and foremost. And he just happens to be able to continue to ride away. He's he's become uh yeah, he's definitely become that. So and that that is the turn that I think Sweet Pussy Sabe yeah. started for him yeah. was that like this is his upfront persona. This yeah. this is who the he wants to see the people first and foremost on his IG page, and then he'll you you know I'm gonna carry the music on the back end. Yeah. I think uh, so here's basically I agree with you, but I would say I think that the real catalyst was ran off on the plug twice because I think that yes. slightly predates. Uh, I don't think it does. I'm pretty sure Sweet Pussy Sad Day uh, was first. Really? Months, months. Like, uh. like that was going on for so long. I had friends in my hometown doing parodies of that before okay. ran off on the plug twice really? came out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm very positive those, okay. that that was first. Fair enough. But anyway, they both worked in tandem, like, obviously, yes. to get him where he is. And then he also had like, he's been, he's been really trying to ride that wave and he had his song, uh, money phone. Yeah. Which was basically just him making a song version of the picture that everybody takes where they hold like dollar bills up to their ear. Like it's a phone, which people have been doing for a million years. And then he just made an entire song about that. And then that, that didn't really catch on as much. And then he had, like, he always tries to, like, meme his songs or to, like, make Every his songs go, go viral. He has a Before dance. they even come out. Because he was, he was, like, playing snippets of Boss Friends, like, way before it came out. And it was just him in the video or him on his IG doing the little dance. Little dice shake. The, the little dice shake, like, <laughs> like he does in the video. And then it's just him, like, he's not even singing along with the song. He's just going, <laughs> Just, like... Uh, laughing super high pitched and then doing his dice shake. 
I really wish I had gotten more love for that uh, high pitched laugh, but um, no, it was a good, it was a good plies. Uh, honestly, you doing high pitched plies laugh because that's exactly what it sounded like. It's just a little awkward. Nope. Uh, actually made me like put the two synopsis together and made me think like Plies is the black joker. Mm. Where Bunk wants to be the black joker, but he's really not. It's really Plies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I can see that. He's more of a subtle joker. Yeah. No, yeah. He, he's less, uh, I don't know, anarchist or he's, he's less. More of, he's more of a Joaquin Phoenix than a Jack Nicholson. I didn't watch the movie. I don't go fuck I, I didn't that, either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, he gets, he's a very self-aware Joker. You know what I'm saying? Like, he understands that he's playing a ridiculous character, and he's with it. Yeah. And he's not he's not above it, and he's not below it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He just is it. Yeah. Where other motherfuckers are trying to do it for clout. Yes. Where he's just like, I'm playing the game. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's very Joker-ish. Yeah, he's, talk, he's talked about that, too. He's basically just said... I'm just trying to make as big a hits as I can right now. Right. And whatever I got to do to make that happen, like memes, like stupid vlogs. I mean, the, 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 the short videos are really good. I actually think that like, so about, I think two years ago is when Instagram switched it. And it used to be that videos were really short, kind of like Vine. I think they were 15 seconds. Yeah. So it was basically to compete with Vine they introduced the video uh, thing. And so those videos were 15 seconds max. So that means you got to hear Plies try to fit an entire skit Mm -hmm. into 15 seconds. Mm -hmm. And it was just Plies with his super Southern, like uh, South Florida, is it South Florida or Central South Florida, whatever, draw being like, like talking in like hyperspeak so that he can fit in the entire thought in 15 seconds. That those were the best plies like meme vlog days for sure. Yeah. Now because he has so much space to he work with. Out. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think it's quite as like it's more ranty. Funny. Yeah. Although he does when he makes a good point, which is rare, it he, hits. He uses space to his advantage. Like, yeah, yeah. That space is really good. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But I just remember the days of like the 15 seconds, like rapid fire like ply skit were those were really funny. Let, let me let me let me let me let me talk about it. Let me yeah. give up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love <laughs> and his Thanksgiving content is so, so good. good. Like what other what other rapper talks like like what other rapper is known for talking about Thanksgiving? Nobody. I've, I've Nobody. seen that motherfucker cook so many turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cooking turkeys, talking about turkeys, talking about uh, leftovers. Yeah. Talking about how long you're allowed to yeah, keep the leftovers. <laughs> you better base them up. Uh, so it's and it's weird because he's yeah yeah he's just been able to use that whole thing in tandem with his music career to still be relevant and like sell tickets. You know why? Because I'm over about forty three. Uh, I wonder if he's. I mean, I would say he he's not going to be still doing it at fifty, but. Yeah, we really genuinely yeah. don't know. He does not. He does not look like a forty-three-year-old. We genuinely don't. Know. He looks like more like a thirty-year-old. He could me. like, what if Loki Plies turns into like the Ronald Isley of our generation? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Without us seeing it, like we never knew this could happen. Next thing you know, Plies is like sent by, by two years old, and yeah. he's like still doing it. That's kind of like a. That's kind of like 
what Snoop is. Oh, yeah. Because Snoop has always been big. But Snoop was plus 50. Wait. We're going to have to fact check that. Snoop age is Snoop, oh he's only 48. 48. Yeah, he's, wow, he's, 48. he's not even 50. Well, he was a baby when he got when like back in the like Dre's 50. So basically Snoop has when he started out, he was really hot cuz he was working with Snoop, we were working with Dre. He had a few more hits and then he kind of went into the the no limit era where he kind of fell into more obscurity. And then he kind of had a reinvention moment with uh Drop It Like It's Hot. Mm-hmm. And he became Papa. He became like Papa Snoop at that point, like because right. he, he was old, and he was old at that point. But he was also like still cool, still relevant. He became like America's he, favorite at that point. Yeah. that's when you start doing like Super Bowl commercials. Yeah, you know and, and then Martha Stewart and stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Now he's an American icon. Yeah, definitely. Like people in foreign countries associate Snoop Dogg with America. Yeah, I mean, I would say Snoop. And I mean, he's probably one like top three or top two most recognizable like rappers. Yeah, like Drake, Snoop, Eminem. I don't know something like Drake's that. Drake's not American. Ah, uh, close enough. Well, no, he's American, just not. North, he's, North, he's North. American. He's North American. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did I say? Wait, did I say? No, North? I think you said American. I think I meant living. I don't know. I think you said American. Uh, well, that's irrelevant. Rappers, period. <laughs> Uh, he is, I mean, what, what would you say? Like on the spot, top five, most like biggest, like, yeah. Worldwide recognizable. Yeah. yeah. Like he's living or dead. Living he or is dead. like, I would say Snoop is one of the closest things we have to like Michael Jackson era popularity Yeah, where he could go to like remote areas of China yeah. And they'd be like, oh shit, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And and another thing is he just looks like nobody looks like Snoop. Right. Everybody looks like Eminem. Yeah. 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 If you're a white dude from Missouri, yeah. you look like Eminem. Yeah, you, you, there's a ton of wash dudes wearing uh five panel hats mm-hmm. that are around his age that shouldn't be wearing five panel hats. Right. Uh and then with somebody like uh who's the other one that I said? Not Dre, not Tupac. Uh <laughs> Who's the only one you said? Drake. Drake is going to get recognized. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's just super popular. He, he's right now. probably us. He's probably a step above like Snoop in terms of recognizability. But what about the remote? He's more popular. Yeah. But what about the remote areas? Like I call it. I call that the Good Morning America factor, yeah. where like the Migos or you know somebody's more popular or more popping right now. Like. The baby right now is like one of the hottest rappers in the game. Yeah, but he's not going to be recognized. He's not on Good Morning America. No, my that's true. our moms don't know who the baby is. Right, you know what I'm exactly, saying? Yeah. Who's but they they know who Snoop Dogg is. Yeah, they've seen him. They know his content. They know his yeah. personality. You know what I'm saying? I that's think, I'm talking about that Good Morning America factor. I think you just convinced me. I think you know what you what just saying? convinced me that Snoop is more recognizable than Drake. That he's a bigger worldwide. celebrity. He's a bigger celebrity. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I gotta process that for a second. Yeah, let it sink in. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I, we we have this conversation a lot. The Mount Rushmore of American artists, United States American artists, of like who in the most like when when foreign countries think of the United States, who's on that Mount Rushmore? Right. The obvious ones are Michael Jackson and Elvis. Okay. Ev- like when they see those, they immediately think. 
America. Yeah. I think Snoop Dogg's on that. Okay. And then a f- when you get down to the fourth, that's when it gets tricky. Personally, I think the fourth is Frank Sinatra. Mm, wow. Popular, recognizable. Frank Sinatra still? Yeah. Because you got to take into you got to take the youth into account. Yeah. Okay. I think they just it's in it's in pop culture so much for so long. You know, uh there's something to be said about like Okay, so you've probably noticed this. Queen is getting like requests. Yeah. Like people request Bohemian Rhapsody right. at the club. Because of the movies. Because of the movies. So yeah. like, and I remember when I was a kid, Wayne's World was out and Bohemian Rhapsody became a, a second time hit. Yeah. Because of that movie. And it was introduced to my generation and now that's happening all over again. So maybe Elton John, Freddie Mercury because of those movies coming out. Like, I don't, I don't, all I don't, the old that, people know him, all the new people know him. Yeah, they're not American though. Why do they have to be American? No, that's that's the point. I'm just talking about celebrity. That's the that, that was my whole point. The Mount Rushmore, the Mount Rushmore of America, of American oh. United States of America artists. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah. I mean the Beatles are up there, but they're not American. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The Beatles are the most recognizable band in the worldwide. Yeah. I'd I'd still say I'd still yeah, say. I don't know. I'm anyway. talking about like, you go into a jungle, and my yeah. are gonna know who the Beatles are. That's true. You know what I'm saying? You go I don't know, but individual Beatles, I think, not as much. I think my 90-year-old grandma in Mexico, who has never been in the United States, knows who Snoop Dogg is. She yeah. definitely knows who the Beatles are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think she knows who Snoop Dogg but is. But would she, she recognize, would she recognize Ringo Starr? No. Or would she recognize Snoop in public more? I, she would know who Snoop is. Yes. Right. She would definitely so, know who Snoop so, is. Swinging this back around to the plies thing <laughs> is ply. Could plies sneak into the equation of being like a, a super recognizable like American pop figure? What's tough is that he doesn't have the hits. He's yeah. not doing, but he's he's building a new catalog of right. pseudo meme hits only because media is so deconstructed in this modern age yeah. where it's all on IG. Yeah. We might be overinflating what his IG presence means to the Good Morning America crowd. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's true. It's, that's true. That's tough to cross over. Yeah. You can't be talking about I got your baby mama with my thumb in her butt. I Snoop did it though. I somehow. know. Cuz he he was he was no more polite. I know. In his day. He was America's most wanted. Yeah. Literally. On trial for murder. I'm listening to the uh, Tupac podcast right now on Slow Burn. I get it. I don't know what that is. It's a really good podcast about okay. Snoop Dogg. All right. I might go there. It's good. About Snoop Dogg or about... Oh, I'm sorry. Tupac. About Tupac. Tupac. Okay. Tupac. Excuse me. But Snoop makes some cameos. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Add, you, you can't talk about yeah. one without the other. Right, right, right. All right. Well, I think my birthday is over officially. Well. I'm kind of bummed out. Uh, but I guess next episode... It wasn't anticlimactic. Yeah, I mean, it was a normal episode. It no, felt like one. It was good. Yeah. It was all about, yeah, you directed it. You you constructed it. It was all good. Yeah. We had the lengthy conversations. Yeah. You know, more so than when you play Nigerian artists because we know nothing about them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> more context, more history, yeah. more theory. I know. I was trying to, yeah, I was trying to get it going in such a way where we could like have a little more to talk about. It was good. good. I liked it. Good. I think it was constructive. All right. Appreciate it. So another one in the bank. Another one in the bank. Let's try to crank out another one for y'all. Appreciate y'all, Noosers. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.